Danny and Tay, and we are heard. Hi guys, welcome back to Heard the Podcast. I'm your host, Danny. You can follow Heard the Podcast on all social media platforms. That's Twitter and Instagram, at Heard the Podcast, H-E-R-D the Podcast. We're on all podcast streaming platforms, and I am joined by a very special guest. It's been back-to-back special guests for the past full episodes now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mr. Mark Bravo, how are you? I'm doing amazing. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you for joining her at the podcast. Thanks for having it's me. It's been a long time you. coming. How did we even meet? I don't even remember, child. I don't know. I want to actually hear the backstory of like what, what led you to reaching out to me. Child. I'll interview you I'm first. so mixy. I'll be meeting everybody and I just be forgetting how I met you. Huh. Yeah, because I You seen. reached out to me first, I feel like. I did. Maybe. But I feel like we met in person one time before, but I just don't know where. Huh. Or, okay. you know what? I had April on the show. Right, and then I reposted. And I think, yeah, and I think you reached okay. out to me, and then we got to talking and stuff. Okay. And then, because you have that creative house movement. Right. And the thing is, I was like, I want to see what that's about, but I want to talk to him first. Uh-huh. Get okay. to know him first, and okay. then jump into it, because I don't want to just be a whole big group thing where I'm like talking to all y'all. For sure. I want to like, you know, trickle it down a little bit, because I got to know sense. April, and you know. That makes so, sense. Yeah. yeah, you actually have the highest view video on the Creative House page. Really? When I reposted it. Yeah. The the freestyle? Yes, the freestyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, how do I look with the headphones? Do it look weird? Okay, so um, you started the Creative House, which is a collective of um, different rappers and singers and things like that, and mm-hmm. you created um, a YouTube series. Yep. Um, we'll get into that in a second, but... Um, let's, let's play a little game. So I usually do like mm. little games and stuff. And I like that. But let's do let's do this let's do this because I feel like what you're doing is it just is reminiscent of like the you know the Diddies and the Jay Zs and how they have like you know their click like every like big rapper I feel like or like top rapper has had their click right that they tried to come, like bring up with them uh huh so yeah it's a pattern I want to okay so I want to know one gotta go huh okay Rock Nation. You scared? You scared? I'm anxious. <laughs> I'm anxious. <laughs> Rock Nation. Uh-huh. Young Money. Or Good Music. And wait a minute. So now when I say Rock Nation, when I say Young Money, when I say Good Music, I mean everyone that came up underneath. So when I say Rock Nation, you can bring the Rihanna, the Kanye's, the Jay-Z, whatever. Good Music. The Kid Cudi. Travis Scott, actually, Travis Scott came up came, came up under Ti, right? But I feel like he was on the he was on the Cruel Summer album and he did some good music stuff, whatever. So anyway, so let's on mission. So yeah, when I say good music, I mean like the, the Kanye's, the Pusha T's, the, the Travis Scotts, the Big Sean's, the Two Chains, where he had his little stunt with them. Sure. Um, Young Money, of course, Nicki Minaj, Drake, Tiger, Lil Wayne, you know. So one gotta go. Rock Nation, Young Money, uh-huh. or good music. Good music's gotta go because I still get Con- I still get Kanye West with Rock Nation. That's the only reason. It's too many heavy hitters on Rock Nation, and if Kanye only on Good Music would have made it hard. But if he in Rock Nation, then really, Rock Nation, so nobody else, in the, no one else, in, not even Kid Cudi, not even Pusha T, would help helped you pick Good Music. We talking about the Rock. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if everybody mm-hmm. understands how big that was in mm-hmm. New York at that time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we talking about the Rock, and we talking mm-hmm. about Young Money. The reason why we have music now, mm-hmm. just about so. Okay, I respect. Yeah. I, res- I, res- Good music I respect. I respect that. Yeah. I respect that. Mm-hmm. It. So what? So what about? But what, what about Rock Nation though? Like. So Rock Nation at the time where we just was able to actually go back from the people from this generation who didn't see it and the genius and kind of see what the effect was. And the Rock Nation is the reason I started making music because when mm. I go to my Uncle Charlie's house, I would go into his room. Oh, you got an Uncle Charlie? Yeah, a lot of people do, surprisingly. Yep. <laughs> it's a black thing. So I go to my Uncle Charlie's house and all over his walls, Dipset, mm. Beanie Siegel on the wall. Where he from? Um, where you from? D.C.? I'm from Maryland. I'm from Maryland. From okay. Bowie, Maryland. I'm, I was born in North Carolina. So like North, North Carolina, Maryland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but my family's in Camden, New Jersey. So like they were in the New Jersey, Philly, New York era of when see? Rock Nation mm-hmm. was out. So mm-hmm. going to his house and like, you know, they they made movies and they, you know, inspired me in terms of when it comes to film. 
on on Rock Nation. They mm. have Rock Nation Sports, and you know my little brothers are kind of working with them too. So it's like Rock Nation. They they was are Dame a whole Jazz still with still under like the Def Jam Rock Nation click when he did like the Payton Fools and he he did his movies and stuff like that. I'm sure he didn't was Dame still do Payton affiliated. Fool? He did Payton Fool. He did See? something else. He did a uh, um, state property. Hmm, yep, state property. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, I watched that one the other day. Yep. So what, as as they got into film, that's mm-hmm. more of my lane. So that's mm-hmm. more of where I respect it. Mm-hmm. And then Young Money. No. Everyone is Lil Wayne nowadays. <laughs> yeah, everyone is some. Lil Wayne got a lot of sons. Lil Wayne, he got a lot of sons. Yep, and then you have under him Drake and Nicki, and mm-hmm. like, and this is not even what they're doing now. What they did back then was crazy, mm-hmm. and then it still trickled to the fact that Drake and Nicki are still the best two in the mm-hmm. game. I feel like people should put respect on Tiger name. I feel like Tiger, Tiger, stay with a hit. Tiger's the first one I heard from Young Money. Besides, really. Wayne. Yeah, mm. Tiger's. A, I like Tiger when he first came out. It was a song. Like, she don't know me by my name. She just know me by my aim. That's mm. when he first came out. Ooh. And then he had the lime and the coconut. Lime and the coconut and twisted it all. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that's so, the one. That's, that's when I met him. Yeah, I was mm. a fan of Tiger when he first came out, and then he went a little too commercial for me. By the time they was at the really? look at me now, and um, mm. you know, those, was, that's too that's com- that's too commercial for you. Even with the deuces and the in the, the little yeah, the fan of a fan. That's too commercial for mm. me. At that time, I'm actually starting to like commercial music now, but I was one of those kids that just wanted to be different. Well, I felt like I was different. I think we all had so that I felt phase. like I had to be more different than what I even was because I just felt so different. So I, I love liking artists that people didn't know. Yeah, me too. That was my yeah, main that was thing. My thing. That was my thing. And to this day, like my favorite rappers are like most people in my generation, they don't know like a good like three of them out of like my favorite rappers. Ooh, but. Just name them. Let's see if I know. Uh, Jay Electronica is my favorite rapper. Oh, I know Jay Electronica. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, people they caught on that, but I've been Jay Electronica fan since mm. 2008. Like when well, yeah, he actually dropped his music, so a lot of people didn't know, but now they know. Um, Max B, that's one of my oh, favorite um, rappers. Oh, um, 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 uh, the the something God, the wave, the wave God, the wave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, see, okay, yeah. See? I know a little song. So the wave, like... he inspired my confidence. When you hear Max B talk, you just you feel it. Like you feel it through is the phone. He, is he still in jail? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, um, yeah. Is he I will for be life him when he's what out. What he do? He kill somebody? He'll be coming out eventually. I don't know exactly what he did. <laughs> <laughs> but he'll be out eventually. I'm going to meet him, but I don't know what he did. Mm. And um, um, Q-Tip's up there, my favorite rappers. Um, so everybody knows Q. Who else? Scarface. A lot of people don't listen to Scarface music, but he's one of my favorite mm-hmm, rappers. Mm-hmm. And um, Earl Sweatshirt. Oh. When he was coming up. Yep. You next. I'm thinking about that. See, I'm an eclectic girl. I don't look. I may not look like it, but uh-huh. I, I do look eclectic. I'm, I am. I do look eclectic, uh-huh. but I have an eclectic taste. So I know it's a little. You know, yeah, what I'm you know for sure. I like commercial and I like the little underground. So uh-huh. there you go. Yep. Yeah, and I got a lot of underground artists I listen to for sure. And now I'm starting to get more into commercials. I used to be really into. Well, I'm still into Tyler, but when he was underground, I was like, yes, I know Tyler. You don't know who he is, but I know who he is. You're not cool because I know real music and you don't even. (laughs) Whole thing. Yeah, Tyler, he grew on me a lot. I didn't like Tyler that much at first. Really? I respected his talent. Mm -hmm. I just couldn't. It wasn't. Goblin wasn't my vibe. Wolf was my vibe. Wolf is a good one. That's me. That's where I'm at. That's my wavelength. And once I heard Wolf, I'm like, okay, I see. But I think you started taking. I think you started taking off like after flower boy that's when like people were like mm. yeah and yeah, then he can make hits and shut up exactly and then yeah earthquake everything put him over mm-hmm. uh-huh, yeah. like how was it because i feel like with him and this could you know go towards you too like i feel like he did a lot of the groundwork he has like a cult following so yep. like he's even if he's not on the radio like he's still going to be good he's still going to sell out festivals he's still going to sell out his, his concerts he's still mm-hmm. going to you know sell out yeah like exactly how, how important is that to you like how, what do you do to do the groundwork and what do you do to like you know get that that legit following oh, man it takes a lot and it takes it takes a longer time and you i go into understanding it's going to take me longer mm-hmm. but it's going to be more pure and when i have it i'm gonna have it mm-hmm. so it's just certain things that i'll do um as far as like my music every time i record any project of work i'm gonna go buy a property or gonna rent a property out where mm-hmm. i'm gonna go to that city figure out the culture there meet new people deal with different women do different things mm-hmm. so that i can get an energy to now put towards my music mm-hmm. so like that's kind of just the that's just like a glimpse of like the effort that i put in to building my fan base um i like to go street perform for those who don't know if you look at my page i've seen some only vibes shout out to only oh, vibes yeah. i see some only, only vibes street freestyles that you've been doing exactly yes. yeah so shout out to only vibes that was um so a couple of street freestyles and we've gone with creative house on tour we mm-hmm. street performed in um new york we street performed mm-hmm. in dc we'll be heading to um some beach at some point um at the end of the summer we've mm-hmm. done atlanta so mm-hmm. i street perform um i make sure i get at least 
I make at least five new fans per day. Mm-hmm. You know, someone told me a few years ago, if you That's make one point. fan a day at mm. the end of the year, you have 365 new fans mm. because you've done it at once a day. So just certain things like that, y'all can take that gem for sure and use it, apply it to yourself. Yeah. That's how you build a cult fan base. And yeah. It takes longer, but once you have it, you have it because you don't want to rush too quick and then you're rushing down the same same pace. So you don't care about, you said, some, you said like you didn't, you don't too much care for commercial stuff. So you don't care about like radio and like, like what, so cause you know, um, every time award season comes around, mm-hmm. you know, different people, you know, getting their feelings and you know, rightfully so I understand if you care about it, whatever, but like when it comes to being played on the radio or getting awards or being, you know, quote unquote recognized, like how do you feel about things like that? Uh, IDK has kind of changed my perspective where it's like, I do understand it's just more effective for all the work that I've put in to attempt at commercial hits. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't have to be the full scope of my album. As long as it fits within my vibe, it's something I'm very comfortable with at this point. Cause I know how to write music. Mm-hmm. So rather than just stay away from it, just because I feel like it's the edgy, you know, grunge thing to do. Now I, I tap into it and I've been working with a couple of artists who really helped me making a couple of commercial hits for like my next project, mm-hmm. but it's still going to sound like, me so mm-hmm. it's really a matter of finding commercial but for yourself not like taking the whole commercial blueprint and like making a song that sounds like Wait, all so, how did, how did you, so how did you get to that mindset um so um listening to idk and just watching him mm-hmm. transition to the katranata um album that's gonna be in every favorite 21 around America, around the world, honestly. And that's where it was really going to take him over that hump. And a lot of people wonder how to get over that hump. A lot of times it is doing more commercial things. And you just have to use it in a sense where you still have your self of identity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, like, for you, like, how do you still keep your identity? Like, what's what's something that you still Mm. keep your identity with? I keep my identity by not putting on facades. Mm -hmm. So I'll do things I'm naturally interested in and figure out how that could relate to my fan base Mm -hmm. so that I'm not faking. So I'll always, I don't have to wear a certain thing when I go somewhere. I can always, um, with each album, I can take on a new persona. I can take on things because I know that I'm not faking it. I'm literally being me. So you're going to like what I'm doing for me. If you hear that I'm putting on a show with all black women, you're going to come to it. Support the black women and you're going to like because it's something that I'm doing. It's not a matter of like just me putting on a facade of something. So that's how I stay true to myself. I stay true, staying true to myself. When you say that, um, it reminds me of like people like Rihanna or Kanye West. Like they they have like a certain aesthetic for every project. Exactly, and they're able to do it because mm-hmm. they didn't say, "Oh, I'm Kanye. I go hard. I'm street." And then now when he changes over, everybody, what you doing? Like you know, so he was always himself. So people are like, okay, Kanye West project. What's he on now? Rather than what's he on now, Kanye West project. Like, you know, the, you want the order of it to be your or, and that's the fan, the cult um, fan base. That's what Cuddy did. That's what mm. Cardi did. Like, mm-hmm. they can kind of be themselves. The and Playboy Cardi I or Cardi that. Playboy Cardi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Playboy Cardi. Yeah. Thanks for clarifying. Because he doing okay. some DT. I mean, I, <laughs> no power to me. He out there looking like Joker now and shit. And, yep. and I mean, look, listen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He can look like Batman on the next album he, and people sure going to like it. And this is what it is. <laughs> yeah. This is Playboy like, Cardi. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You're going like, to like Cardi, whatever he does. So that's what I like to do. And, and I found. A lot of success in that. My label, they, we understood that was What's the path that I should name? go. AMG. AMG. Alta Music Group. They're mm-hmm. from out of Rockville. They're now based in York, Pennsylvania. Oh, no, that's right. Mm-hmm. How'd you link up with them? So a couple of years ago when I got out of school, um, when I was in college, I became the biggest artist on my campus. And you went to Eastern Shore. Eastern Shore, mm-hmm. yes, ma'am. And then when I came back home, I applied everything that I learned in school to become the biggest artist on campus back at home. And people were kind of asking where I was for the last, like, four or five years. So Wait, I so you, like, perf- you performed on campus? Like, you did things on campus? Oh, yeah, I did. What I you became do, like, the showcases and stuff? Yeah, I did showcases. Um, mm-hmm. I did street performances. Mm-hmm. I threw shows. I had a um, viral video when I freestyled in our radio station, mm-hmm. and it got over, like, one million on Twitter. Yeah, send me that. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then it got reposted by DMV Music Plug. And that's mm-hmm. where I got like a certain a certain start of my following mm-hmm. from back home. But I'm still at school. And I was in a group called the Scumbag Boys way before I went to school. The Scumbag Boys. Yep. The Scumbag Boys. <laughs> so you've been about this click life. For sure. I mean, it we was were, a rap group. Yeah, it was a rap group. And we used to tour. I was the youngest one in it. This is back when like Fame Reek and Big Flock were together mm. rapping then. And we, we used to be at the studio with them, Schemer Die, everybody. And I was just like the young boy who could rap. And I ended up making, you know, hit songs there with the Scumbag mm-hmm. Boys. So when I went, you know, we toured a little bit. And then I went to school. Everybody's like, all right, what's up with Bravo? Where's he at? I dropped the project in school. It went dope. Went viral on campus. Mm-hmm. At home, a lot of people heard of it. And so, you know, by the time I got back home, I had a few, a lot of people waiting to see what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. And after a year of me being home, AMG reached out to me and they're like, yo, I, we love everything you do. We're going to post you on our page. And once they posted me on my page, I was, I asked them, I saw they had a management label. So I was like, let's talk about it. Like, is it something that 
that we can collab with. I like to give trade-offs. Mm-hmm. I like to add value as, as well as extract value mm-hmm. at the same time. Mm-hmm. So that's something we found that we could do. And, you know, we came to an agreement on it. And, you know, we have a management deal at this point. And they've been helping me curate my music, my social media, mm-hmm. my styles, everything that I've wanted to do. They've helped me accomplish. And they don't do it for me, but they they send me in the right direction to mm-hmm. do it. So I understand mm-hmm. to do it myself. And, um, yeah, that's AMG has been really, really helpful to my career and everything I've done. And I appreciate them. It's been about three years now two two to three years that mm-hmm. we've been doing everything people can see you know they can see the effect <laughs> that's good i feel like you i feel like everything you post because that you know i did my research uh-huh. i feel like a lot of things that you, you do is, is very um intentional and is smart mm-hmm. and you know it has a purpose um so let's get into um the creative house for sure and and so tell me tell me why you wanted to do that and tell me how you acquired that so when I got signed, we dropped my my album, and it's called Allure. Got five hundred mm-hmm. million Allure. streams. I mean, mm-hmm. not, not five hundred million, five hundred thousand streams. Mm-hmm. And as an ode to my city for showing me so much love, mm-hmm. I wanted to then go into my film mind because I already had been prepping. I took film in school. That was your major. Mar- marketing was my major, and okay. I did film and entrepreneurship is my minor. Mine, mine was graphic design. Oh, perfect. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Yeah, and that's why I understand. That makes sense now. What? What's your What's your art? That you post, uh huh. <laughs> so that makes sense, yeah. But um, so was it? What, what was that? I forgot the question. I said great. <laughs> <laughs> it's creative, creative house. Yes, creative. And house. you said you you Perfect. like. Why, why do you like film? Before you go into that, why do you like film? Because I, I I'm not, I was never a filmmaker. Hmm. You know, I, okay. So I was a graphic designer, and like you know, we have certain classes. I have to take photography. I had to take filmmaking class. So I did a couple of films, you know, for school. Uh-huh. But like. I always enjoyed watching films and like yes. just like dissecting films. Mm-hmm. So what about films are you into? Like, why do you like films so much? I like aesthetics and mm-hmm. nostalgia mm-hmm. and I like to recreate it a lot of times. So uh, with film, I watched a lot of, I saw the transition from black television go into this weird Tyler Perry, Kevin Hart transition where we lost every black show that we ever had. It was weird. I'm like, I'm sure everyone else noticed that transition. So, I like to bring back joyful black film and actual funny black film. Yeah, filming like they took all the black all of us and it, yeah they took they took off everybody. He's Chris, remember the game? It was like one they just took off all the black shit took off of at like, one time, and that was like the remainder of it. But you know, it started with like you know the Wayne's Brothers, Martin, mm-hmm. like Fresh Prince. Mm-hmm. Like we don't have anything like that. Even at that so Raven, we don't have that anymore. You know, so it's just weird to watch that. So I wanted to then you know bring back black film and of course with everything i do it has to make sense so the first project i did was with creative house i mm-hmm. have more things that i filmed since then that will be coming up but creative house was the first thing i decided to do as an artist i was at dj brie mafia and trilla k's crib shout out to brie and trilla so shout out to them and i was in their crib we were sir eu that night and he just kind of took me upstairs and you know yeah, showed what? me the crib you know who sir eu is Oh, he's an artist. Definitely. Um, he's really cool with Bree. You should definitely um tap in. Mm. But um, yeah, he's one of DC's best artists. And he took me upstairs, showed me their house, and it was a every, it was a bedroom in every room of the house. Like living room, dining room was a bedroom there. And I was like, this is like is all creatives live here. So it was weird for me. I performed in their basement, and then I just sat upstairs with Sarah you and I'm just looking around and I'm like, this is dope. I wonder what goes on in a house like this every day if someone was to film it. So what I did was after a week, that idea sat with me. And I'm like, I could rent a house like this and put a whole bunch of creatives in it and film it and actually see what happens. So that's within like a month because I have all the resources I have now from being in the industry for so long. I was able to get the videographer, the makeup artist, photographer, chef, everything we needed within a month. And then we got the house within two months. So we filmed. I had the idea last January and we everything was filmed by April 9th. Okay, so like, how long did they have to stay in the house, and like, what were some of the, like the obstacles that they had to go through? Perfect. So, um, one of the obstacles was getting there, but <laughs> they had to stay in the house for about forty eight hours. And where was yeah, that again? Like, I feel like April said told me I just can't remember what he, where was it's that in Elkton, Maryland. Yeah, some was, wild yeah, shit like that. Yeah, it yeah. was pretty far. Yeah. <laughs> B and B. Some of the obstacles first were letting you know this white woman know we would be filming. A show with all black people, it'd be like twenty people in her property, and it's a lot of niggas. Yeah, you know, I understand. I would have said the same thing. Like, yeah, it's a lot of niggas in my house. So I had to convince her that we what we were doing was professional and productive. And when we we got there, I, I do social media for a transportation company, so they were able to shuttle everyone from. I know the that's Wawa. right. Social media for a train. That's your nine to five. What'd you say? I know that's I know, right. It's not my nine to five, but that's one of my streams of income. I know that's right. Uh-huh. Social media for a company. Yes, Go ahead. Yes, ma'am. So we ended up, they took them from Wawa out to the Elkton. And this was like the Wawa and Bowie. So it was like an hour and a half trip. Mm-hmm. They were able to bring all the artists out. And that was really the hardest part. Once we got there, 
we had everything for them. Once the artists got there, really, that was that was the hardest part. And then at the end, you know, just getting out with. We had a few run-ins with the lady once we left, but we ended up <laughs> working. We ended up working everything out. She was riding by, looking at us and everything mm-hmm. while we was in there. That's good. Yeah. A lot of niggas. <laughs> <laughs> For real. So, and um, shit, yeah, make sure her shit right. Shit. Yeah, everything was cool. We ended up working out. We ended up getting access to the basement, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, she let us use everything, and we filmed everything within um, forty-eight hours. And it took about a year to edit the actual show, get the sponsors ready, get the promotion ready, get the photo shoot. Wait, so ready. how long were they there? How long were y'all they were there? We were there for three days total, but they could create for 48 hours. Three days. Three days. And people still think we're in the house today. Yeah. They hit my Because the, the way you rolling out shit, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So they had they had two days to create something? They had two days to create the best content they can make, whether... And it's not just one thing. Just, you know, they have to make an impact on all the judges. They didn't know who the judges were, though. The judges actually were all the resources. Mm-hmm. The photographer, the videographer, mm-hmm. the people who could see stuff that I couldn't see mm-hmm. at all times. So... Um, they they can make they can do a photo shoot they can do a music video they can make a song we had a studio upstairs they can um do a a, a vlog they had, we had a podcast um in the middle floor mm-hmm. they can do a vlog with the chef like just trying food like a, a mukbang like things like well, that was so. Kendra part of that as well Kendra didn't Kendra do the creative house or did I, th- I feel like I saw her on the creative house page the singer they, Kendra I think I did Kendra I don't know mm-hmm. Kendra. And Zoe the Poet, you know, I know Zoe the, the Poet, but Kendra yeah. wasn't a part of that. No, it wasn't a part hmm. of Creative House. Okay. Um, it was only the only women that were, were Big Dame empowering uh, Ralea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, they could create anything that they could, um, any amount of stuff. You could send me one great thing. You could send me five things. However you want to do it. We just all sat down the last night. It was about twelve hours. We were all trying to figure out. We had like five different winners at one point, so that we had to see through them before we got that one winner. What were the prizes? The prizes were. There was 10 sponsors, and they were each giving, like, the thing that they did. So if we had, like, a T-shirt company, they were mm-hmm. giving a T-shirt. If we had a podcast company, they give a podcast. And I gave, personally, $250 of my own money mm-hmm. to the winner. Oh, that's right. So, like, what So what did you want them to learn from that in that time frame? And, Ooh. like, you know, why was it – why did you – what did you want them to, to learn from the time frame and, you know, um, why, why they needed to create something in, within that time frame? Um, no one's ever asked me that before, which is a great question. I wanted them to understand – what it took to produce content at the level that they want to go to mm-hmm. and the type of creativity and the type of competition, even though they're not in the same room with everyone they're competing against, mm-hmm. that they're competing against people around the world mm-hmm. and they have to still have fun, keep their identity and be able to create within that short span of time. And a lot of artists, some folded under the pressure, some excelled under the pressure. Mm-hmm. Our photographer has a whole career. He quit his job, everything from Creative House and realizing he can shoot 12 people in one day and edit the pictures and get it back to them. Mm-hmm. From that, he now has a whole a whole different job now where he's doing everything, was able to quit his job. So shout out to Phil. Appreciate you. He's at Greenhouse shout Studios out to you. now. Shout out to you, Phil. I'm yeah, about to go to... Oh, they have to be at oh, Greenhouse Studios? That's, no, that's right, because I'm about to be at... Um, uh, they having some cre- um, community creatives is having something on Sunday. Yes, I mm-hmm. heard about that. Yep, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, something there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Phil, he just finished shooting with Drew Hill um, mm-hmm. about a week ago. Drew Hill, who who dug them up? I yeah. Know. So yeah, uh-huh. that's 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 type <laughs> we be on too. But yeah. <laughs> Um, we just shot with Phil yesterday, and you know, shout out to him and our, you know, chefs. We have um, a chef sticks from Creative House. He's mm-hmm. doing his own thing, cooking a lot now. And it took, you know, you see, you see what Abo's done. You, you mm-hmm. see what M, what Empower's done. You see a lot of people in Creative House who's really doing their thing now. So I wanted them to really see what it took, and and to see how much they can come with, come up with in forty eight hours under the pressure. So what do, do you want to expand that though? Do you want to do another another situation, oh, maybe longer sure. or the same formula? For sure. or? We're in talks with plenty of that works right now about networks. season one they wanted to see how season one was going to perform do we know these networks you do i can't name anything okay. um okay. under contract right okay. now but okay. we have some talks with some networks mm-hmm. and they liked how season one performed and they think that they can help us out with a bigger budget and mm-hmm. some some better camera work and i'm all for it if it makes sense i'm down uh-huh. yeah I, I can't wait to see it. that you make sure the paperwork is right for sure for mm-hmm. sure that's what takes time i and that's one thing time is on my side and i understand that my label got me to understand that i used to rush to do things just because i wanted to get the thought out but if it doesn't make sense it's not time so it's pretty simple would you ever want to start your own label and take people in under your ma- oh own for sure um either that or be a and r talent mm-hmm. scout i yeah. think i have a good eye for talent um at this point, I think I've proved that to myself and a lot of people from time to time. Um, for those who want to see how well I curate shows and how well I find artists, we have Shea Butter Show, which is going to be at Only Vibes on July 31st, all black women show. 
you're going to love it. And you may not have heard of many of the artists there, but you're going to wonder why you haven't. Oh, so, so <laughs> that means <laughs> that mean get familiar. Uh-huh, for sure. Because um, I, I was like, I almost asked about, when I put up the, the Rock Nation, the good music or whatever, I almost put in Bad Boy. But mm. I was like, but I, I just got finished. Mm. I just got finished. Oh, you want to do that? We want, you want to do that one? Okay. Ah. One got to go. Rock Nation, <laughs> good music, Young Money, or Bad Boy? Wait, you can't put good music back because I'm going to still put good Still sending good music home over Bad Boy. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Rock Nation, Young Money, or Bad Boy? Ooh. I'm wait to comment after you pick. I still have to say to send Bad Boy home because I don't know where, what they're doing now. <laughs> Listen, so they, I... That's the thing. Go ahead, finish. They, the longevity of it, from a longevity standpoint... I don't think they had the same impact as Rock Nation or Young Money. You know what? I think I'll say this: Bad Boy has a lot of impact because they still you can still play a Bad Boy record, like any Bad Boy record from Kim or Biggie or whoever, and it it, it has impact. But I think it was the drama that was behind the label because mm-hmm. I just got finished watching mm-hmm. like this doc. It's a, there's so many Diddy documentaries about how he stole from so and so the Bad Boy. That's the thing, right? Getting paid and them shine with the jail. No, 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 like. That whole thing, but so it's it's so you know it's just kind of weird, you know it's, it's so much drama behind it. But they they did produce like some quality talent, some some moments. There were night. some moments I will say that. Mm-hmm. But just judging by that, are you ever afraid to do something like? Are you ever afraid to start your own label? Are you ever afraid to like take someone under your wing because you know because mm. you know when business gets involved, it's like. It's kind of shaky situation. So like, it's crazy dealing with a lot of people. The creative house showed me that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not something I'm afraid of. I'm always anxious with anything I do because I care mm-hmm. and I want it to go well. But I'm never afraid. Um, even if I'm nervous, I'm gonna do it nervous if I think it's the thing that I need to do. Really, mm-hmm. I answer to my callings. I don't really like to put in my personal feelings into it. Hmm. So. Um, yeah, I would be open to it if it makes sense. I'd be open to be in Townscope. I'd be open to tour the world and be a rapper. I'd be mm-hmm. open to do film. I really just do everything I do well and to a point where I'm open to what the universe has for me. Yeah. I think I want to be in a, like do some type of a and or whatever. But I'm not really musically talented, but I feel like I, I have a good ear on certain things. And I feel like I have suggestions when it comes to like, you know, marketing and rolling out and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah. A&Rs are really cool because A&R is pretty. And I feel like a lot of it don't be enough A&Rs nowadays. Honestly. It doesn't. And that's why I, like you can I said, tell I'm you can tell by the it. product. You can tell why we know what's coming out now. I feel exactly. like there's not a lot of A&Rs. There's exactly. no one in the studio saying no. Yeah. Don't put this out. in the shows or the rappers. That's really all it is now. <laughs> <laughs> and the investors, that's it. So, so how do you feel about female rap nowadays? What about it, like, specifically? Just how do you feel about it? Just the, how the female rap, rap is going? Like, how do you feel about it? I'm just curious. Because from you, like, dealing with different artists and stuff, like, how do you feel about female rapping? And also, I'm, I'm curious to know, like, how would you deal with a female rapper if you had to A&R them or give them advice at the creative house or just, you know, things like that? Like, how do you feel about that whole situation? Hmm. Female rap as a whole, mm-hmm. just right now, as it is right now. I'm just curious. Hmm. There's like no right or wrong answer. Wax. I like Doja. Yeah, I'll definitely say I feel. I don't even. I've, I haven't really thought about how I feel about female mm-hmm. rap um, as of recently. I, I will say there's a, a lack of substance in it in mainstream, a lack of coverage in mm-hmm. it in mainstream because mm-hmm. there are a lot of female rappers out there, and for those who like to get spoon fed their music. You won't find many with too much substance. Mm-hmm. It's more of like McDonaldized um, microwavable content. Microwavable content. Mm-hmm. That's what I'll say. Now the singers, okay, go amazing. Ahead. Like who? The the singers. As far as I'm gonna name the people that I'm around. Like as far as empowers. As as far as Solar System. Uh, y'all haven't heard of Solar System? Maybe I don't know if you've heard of her. Solar System did a show under my card at Only Vibes mm-hmm. when I threw a show. It was like mostly black women at that show. I look back at her page a week later, and this isn't because of me. She's already been on it, but like she's, she did dancing at the Super Bowl with, on Mary J. Blige set. You oh, she was at Super Bowl. She did. Um, she did something in the water. She was up there dancing. 
I forget who oh, she she's was a dancer. Dancing. She's a dancer, and she also sings because she's around everyone. Like she's on stage with Kelly Rowland, everything. Mm. But I didn't know this, and she was so happy to be a part of my show and to like sing because she's been dancing for a long time. So Shola system is incredible. She seems like it's like cliche, but like she would be like a, a artist in like a Black Panther movie. You would, like with her aesthetic, you mm-hmm. have to. Okay. It's like she's like a futuristic looking mm-hmm. black woman who wears a long pea coat. Mm-hmm. Like for certain performances, like mm-hmm. she's cold. She's so cold. Okay. Um, we have I'm Kayla. I think she's um she was the singer in Creative House for everyone to use when they made music. Mm-hmm. I'm Kayla. I think is insane. She's from North Carolina, mm-hmm. um, from around where I used to live. She's really really good. Um, there's sing it. Her name's Naomi. Her online name is Sing It Like Naomi. Mm-hmm. She's really good. Uh, with her music i love her we have baby alms and creative house she just joined creative house she's amazing too so um those are some of the names to look out for oh young auntie young auntie she's gonna be on my album young auntie that sounds that sounds interesting what did she do she hadn't recorded a song before she came to my house singing she's gonna be on billboard one day Mm -hmm. for sure you you gotta play me some stuff after after we cut cut the cameras off i'll show you some stuff yeah for sure yeah she came through my house stayed for like two days and we just made music and amazing artist like i don't know why she hadn't recorded a song before so that's that's kind of what i do though i kind of find people who are really talented but they just haven't connected the dots to figure out really like how to get started or like how to get the resources that they need so that's what creative house has been for everyone. so you're more so geared towards like female singers um or I'm really everything well as far as female rap mm-hmm. versus female singers mm-hmm. yes but as far as female rappers we have Neptune that's going to be on our show, on Shea Butter show. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And she's going to be, um, you'll, I'll show you her too. She's mm-hmm. probably the best female rapper I know. And, and Nezi Momoto, mm-hmm. she's from Texas. She's another one that's really dope okay. too. Yeah. So yeah, there's, there's a couple out there, but they're just not, they don't get the same coverage. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure why, but I think that may, you just may have given me a new calling to find some um, female rappers. Yeah. I think my, I love female rap and I love like people like Doja Cat just because like, she's like, um, you know, she's well versed. Like she's you know very flexible, like the genre bender to me. Uh-huh. But um, oh, yes. in my but my yes. opinion, I just feel like you know with female rap in general, you know I love the female rappers. There's, there's a lot of talented ones that's out that's that's you know in the forefront. But I think one of my main issues is that like everyone looks the same. And I, I'm I'm Correct. more of like a visual. I'm I'm a very visual girl. Got to have good music too. But I'm more of a visual girl. Like everyone looks the same. Mm-hmm. I agree. And so if I ever had I an agree. artist, or if I ever a and r like a female rapper or whatever, I would try to sit down and be like, okay, so how, who who are you? Like, yep. how do you feel? Like, I don't want you to to like jump into the same aesthetic. You know, like who are you? Yeah. And like build off of that. I agree. That's what we're doing on Big Dame in Creative House. I had to sit her down and ask her, mm. who are you? Because mm. she was on the, on Boss, Boss, Boss. Like, I'm a boss woman, everything. And I'm mm. like, that's dope. But a lot mm. of that exists. Yes. So yes. you're more, and as we talk, we, we've learned she's more into investing mindset. So I'm like, we can go that route. Mm-hmm. And you could be more of like professional, invest. We can go that route and figure out where where we could go with that. Yeah, you know, and they could still be like a dope. She's figured out like a Lauren Hill mm. investor type of vibe mm-hmm. where she can rap, where she looks like she's gonna be really artsy, but she gonna rap like Lil Kim, mm. right? So I'm like, okay, Nasty. we haven't seen that, so let's go that route, you know. So that's I agree with that approach for yeah. sure. Figuring out who they are, and then from there we can figure out how to promote you rather than figuring out what's hot and then just because I just be like, I'd be like, damn, like she can rap like shit, but she just she looked just she like just, so. It's damn crazy it. you say that. I was at Seriously. Griselda show and it was a I forget her name it was Caesar something, and she's under Griselda. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Griselda. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. And she came on stage and I thought it was Meg. I just feel like I just feel like. I just want some some variety when it comes to the aesthetics of these rappers. Right. Yeah, some sense of identity. Like you can be you can be influenced by so and so, that's cool. But it's like the same uniform. Literally. Literally. Same uniform body, everything. So yeah, I like um I like a good Queen Latifah, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I I wanna see that. I wanna see Lady of Rage. Mm-hmm. I wanna see those type of artists. So yeah, if we could if we could and if I could be the person to help fuel that where I could find some of those artists and really bring them to the forefront of the DMV because I think that's one thing that's missing in representation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how do you feel about the DMV music scene? I asked people this because I was I had an artist here um, last week, you know, we got into all those things, you know, because it's been like ever since like Pharrell came with the festival, it's been like a lot of these conversations, mm-hmm. you know. So how do you feel about the DMV music scene? Huh? People- Did you see what Pusha T said? 
No, what did Pusha T say? It was I something like um, it was something like mm-hmm. um, saying that you know we all need to like the DMV area needs to unite more, like including Baltimore, including the Virginia area. We all need to unite more because every other city. Every other, every, every other state has their own infrastructure. Right. You know, L.A. has their thing. New York has their thing. You know, so-and-so has their thing. Atlanta has their thing. And, like, you know, our area doesn't really have that, you know, that push, that, that thing that we can, you know, call ours type of thing. Yeah, I think um, people don't know when. So people want to be Atlanta and they want to be those places mm-hmm. so bad, but they don't know when it's time to do it mm-hmm. or how to do it because they haven't gone to see it. Mm-hmm. So me, like, traveling and, and seeing these things, that's why I did build something like Creative House, and I'm gonna make sure I come see you. I'm gonna make sure I go see Only Vibes. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna make sure I go see the Factory. I'm gonna make sure I see mm-hmm. DJ Domo. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna make sure I see Pusha. Mm-hmm. And we, within that, I make sure anyone that's coming up, they we talk and and we we link up and we take trips and we do things outside of the music where we have like a respect of who everyone is. And also, a lot of people who are tastemakers from the DMV are not on the forefront like they're not there a lot of times when we are throwing these big shows what do you mean, we have like, successful what do you mean like tastemakers like tastemakers like um the radio stations mm. the bigger artists the bigger a and r's the bigger photographers that, that they all get big and they they go to these states that we just named mm. and they don't leave an infrastructure here before they go and i think and then they give a take on the dmv mm. and it's state but i'm like i don't know if you can name the artists that are in the scene currently because mm. I don't we don't see y'all on a day to day so me and so Bree talked she Bree's on our cooking show that we have coming up mm. um, so shameless plug so but um you yeah got a cooking show coming up? we got a lot coming part up part of the creative house we got a lot coming up she yes, was she went to the house yeah she was um no this was at a separate property but this is mm. under creative house production company where, was, where we're going to be filming different shows mm-hmm. now so and that's kind of the idea that we went earlier but Ooh. you know we were talking about <laughs> tell me, <laughs> tell me invite me to a little episode <laughs> we can make it happen we can make it happen yeah <laughs> go ahead so um you know she got into it with true laurels a little bit about how he made she she got into a, it they had argument in a, uh, in a Ooh, sense, I love her, I love I love her little stats. So, yeah, she got into it with True Laurels. <laughs> she always into something. Man. I know, yeah, I know. Yeah, she's on she's on AMG too. So like you know, I I know a lot. Me and Bree, we we see each other a lot mm-hmm. for sure. But we talked about um, with True Laurels and her. He he said how the DMV has one sound, and you know he was kind of giving an old take on the DMV. And she was like, "Y'all don't you don't know what we did this year?" Like she kind of named through everybody. She talked about how we went on tour, how she she was on tour, how she was just kind of naming what everybody did, how what 4K Michael and them did, how B more and, and Bill Carl Boomer. Like she she went over basically everything that was kind of going on. It's like we had a great year because it was we were in the midst of COVID. She felt like we did the most out of a lot of these cities that a lot of people compare us to, but. That person, the True Laurels guy, I, so I'm all over the DMV, as you as you see, like on my page, and I collab with a lot of people. I've never met him or seen him in person. What's I'm his name? True, true, not, true Laurel? Yeah, True Laurels. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, much respect to you for what, for everything you do. Um, I don't, I'm not too familiar with him, but I just don't see you. I would like to see you, bro. Like, if you want to reach out to me personally, I can, I cl- like I can click this up for you nice on my page uh-huh. and tag him. Yeah, that's okay. fine. I would Great. like to see you, bro. I would like to link with you. I would like to talk with you about what we can do because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm here and we can implement it. And I like, I think people talk about ideas if it can't be like implemented mm-hmm. <laughs> in the moment. Like, mm-hmm. all right, let's figure out what's wrong. Let's make it right. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, that's wrong. Let's leave that how it is and move on. Like, nah, if you see a, a solution, let's implement it. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm very direct with that. I have a question. What's that? Depending, I just hmm. okay. So we'll see, but okay, I'll ask you. Okay. okay, so um, I just recently I recently collaborated with Bree. Mm-hmm. Um, she curated a show at Songbird, and I you know contributed to that. Yep. Um, I was the host of it, and I helped book a couple of the performers you did an amazing job too and thank you so much Uh um and you know there was this you know there was a little situation going on but uh with you know i you know i paid you know i I got zariah and i and we got whitney Chantel, so we paid them both Mm -hmm. um and you know there's been this thing about you know, artists, you know, cause there's a, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of DMV, you know, collectives mm-hmm. and, you know, there's a lot of DMV underground lineups. Everyone, everyone, yeah. th- everyone, th- everyone throws a show now and nowadays, you know what I'm saying? This was, right. which is cool. Um, and you know, some people, they have a lineup, they may not pay the artists, 
You know what I'm saying? Some people have a lineup. They say, oh, you have to sell these these tickets to get such and such, whatever. Some people have a lineup and they just pay the artist and they just throw the event mm-hmm. and, you know, they, they make the money from their event or whatever. Right. Um, so sometimes, you know, there's some people that are, you know, down for paying artists and there's some people that aren't. Some people think that, you know, the artist needs to... Um, uh, the artist needs to have a certain following before they can get paid. They need to, you mm-hmm. know, show their worth of, the, of them why they should get paid. They need mm-hmm. to, you know, be able to sell tickets to, if they get if they get paid or whatever, whatever, whatever. So, how do you feel about that? Like, how do you feel about artists getting paid? Like, just maybe like you know, underground artists, you know, things like things like that. Like, how how do you feel about like that whole scene, that whole lineup throwing shows, and you know, hmm. compensating compensating artists and things like that. It has to make sense. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have to produce. You can't ask for 500 and then you have one person show up, they'll get $120 ticket. Mm -hmm. That just doesn't make mathematical sense. Mm -hmm. So you do have to bring value to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. However, some artists are more valuable than the event is. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. sometimes you may have to, it really is really all about what makes sense. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, there's, there's, there's so many ways you can do it. Like sometimes with me, if I don't have, if I'm having limited limited ticket sales and I know I have a big artist I want to come through, me and Really Real from New York, we're going through this right now mm-hmm. where I want to pay her slightly less, but I'm mm-hmm. going to compensate it in value. I'm Negotiate. Exactly. Like there's trade-offs a lot of people overlook. Mm-hmm. So we just did the, sh- the show with Caitlin Clicks with Photoshoot Day. Mm-hmm. She wanted to pay the artist, but the artist didn't have a big enough following where they were going to bring people out to pack it out. Mm-hmm. So what we did was we got them a bag, like we got them goodie bags where every sponsor at the show put something in the bag mm-hmm. where they got over $100 worth in merchandise. Mm-hmm. So And then they got photo shoots as well from Caitlin Clicks. Mm-hmm. So it really... And, and all that together is like a $300 value thing because mm-hmm. she charged like 200 for her shoots. So it has to make sense with trade-offs. If you can't try to find to pay your artist in value, if you know that artist is going to really help your mm-hmm. event. And as an artist too, you got to understand realistically where you at. Mm-hmm. And I'm going through it now with like me and my label figuring out the right price for people to still accept me. And I feel like I'm getting what I need. And um, you you have to play things psychologically too. Like certain things you may want to just ask for off the random. Like I need a vitamin water blueberry a kai berry <laughs> at my show. Like and give me a hundred dollars and I'll do it. And it's like just certain psychological things help people understand how much of value you are. And let's say you do pack out that show with a lot of people. Now they understand. Next time they book you, they know you're gonna want your water. They know you're going to want at least 100 and then you negotiate from there. So it's, it's really give and take. And I think a lot of people should really study business more. Because mm. I, I went to college for business marketing. Mm. And some people don't understand the concept of profit margins. They just think I'm dope. I'm worth some money. Mm. But it has to make mathematical sense. It has to make business sense. It has to make economic sense. So please, if you are an artist and you're in business, don't embarrass yourself by not understanding business. Really do it. Like this is not something that if you're going to do it on a professional level – you have to be professional. So just make sure that you're actually doing your homework and study things because you may learn something about yourself, may learn something you need to improve on, you know? Well, at least at least you have the mindset of still, like, compensating them or, like, watering them, you know, things like that. For but sure. So what would you think um, is... So what would you think it would be a moment where an artist shouldn't actually get compensated? They should just, you know, be grateful that they're on that platform. Like, what, like what's the huh. scenario with that? If the artist is going to benefit more from being on that show mm-hmm. because they're performing under said headline mm-hmm. or if they're performing at said venue. Like, mm-hmm. if an artist, if you if you only are getting a certain amount of streams, a certain amount of fans, and someone asks you to open for them at the Fillmore, mm-hmm. it may be better for you to get footage of you performing at your Fillmore mm-hmm. so you can use that footage to show other people why mm-hmm. you deserve to be paid. Mm-hmm. It just has to, like, don't don't shoot yourself in the foot. Mm-hmm. That's my thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah shout out to Zariah, because I was like, she she has enough clips for me to pass Zariah clips to, like, look, girl, I will open up my pocketbook for you any day, girl. See? So let's just and figure this out. she's worth it to you. And, and she, she's, she's worth it to me. Killed it. She fucking she's killed it. Paid, so Whitney awesome. Chantel killed it. They, they killed, all killed it. it. And that's another thing. Alongside artists, venues be realistic too with yourself if Zariah you see what she can do right if you cannot pay her do not ask her ask someone as a lo- with a lower status to but even then like it, but even then like why would you want to no shade to like any anyone lesser right. but like why would you want a lesser act on your on your platform because you're trying to prove that you can throw a show 
It depends. If you, you can want still throw to, a good show mm-hmm. with a lower level artist and you make your profit margin, mm-hmm. that can make more sense. Okay. But don't go home in the hole because you threw a good show mm-hmm. unless that's the sacrifice you're willing to take for your next show. For the next it show, yeah. It has to make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yep. There's certain shows I didn't make any money, but people mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm coming to his next show. This yep. lit. You, know? you need that footage. You exactly. need that proof. Exactly, yeah. Exactly, yep. Mm-hmm. yep. So it's yeah. all a chess game. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. When's your next show? My next show that I'm performing in. Mm-hmm. So I do have a show this Saturday. It's mm-hmm. going to be at um, Geese Lounge. I actually got paid to do that okay. one. So this is. Um, you said where? It's at Geese. See, the Geese Lounge or Geese Lounge? G E E Z. Geese Lounge. Geese Lounge. I think it's Geese Lounge. Where's that at? It's in, uh, it's in D.C. Mm-hmm. Yep. I Wait, North it's in Northwest. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And we're going up there probably tomorrow. Now that I finished photo shoot day, I can fo- focus on that show. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going to go over all the details with my manager and my assistant tonight about that show. So I'll know about it tomorrow fully. But I know I'm going up there and I'm going to be doing my 15 minute set and I'm going to kill this show. And so y'all can come see me on Saturday. My label, they like. I was I was able to because I'm not supposed to perform until I have a really big show. Can't really talk about it. Mm. It's in September. This is gonna be like you're, a sh- you're not supposed to perform. Why? Um. So because when you when you have something of value, mm-hmm. can't give it out. Too exclusivity. Much. You have to get to that point of exclusivity mm-hmm. where you close the door and people have to wonder what you're doing a little bit mm-hmm. and to build up that. So, you know, that's what we've been um, on right now, just making sure we have all our um, T's crossed, I's dotted for mm-hmm. our next season and campaign. I want to know. Can you tell me on camera? I can tell you on camera. Okay. I'll tell you the I'm whole lineup because we have we, a dope show. Okay. Yeah. And maybe, you know, and also like the one of the reasons why I really wanted to um like be a part of that show mm-hmm. was because of course it's about women and like, you know, my podcast is named Heard and like it's about, exactly. you know, me being heard and me expressing myself and me expressing like you know my interests and things like that and okay. me talking to you all I like that. but i was like you know what i want to i'm a host of a podcast but i want to I host like i want to i want to start curating stuff one of these days i want to curate things and i want to mm-hmm. i want to host little events because I, I like that like i like you know showing off my personality and, and i was so nervous that night i was really nervous uh, that night i, I was know, so nervous i know i felt it in you, you did but you did it nervous mm-hmm. and i like that yeah, <laughs> sure. yeah but i want to do more of that uh-huh. that was great but that i really enjoyed that uh-huh. Yeah, you did. You did amazing. If you ask anybody there, they know you did amazing. People mm-hmm. told me you did amazing. Really? Who? Yes, I'll show you after. Okay, okay, <laughs> yeah. okay. People told me you did good, so for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, just keep doing your thing. Go up there with that confidence and do what you do. Like you've you've practiced it. I, I could tell. Like you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So just keep doing it. So when is your next project? My next project will be coming out either end of the year mm-hmm. or beginning of the new year. Mm-hmm. We just listened to it on the way here, a little bit of it. You can play it. Or you can play Let's it with no camera. <laughs> <laughs> okay. we, yeah, we got a lot to talk about after okay. the cameras. But, um, Listen, my, these, my walls next, have, these walls have heard a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, J-Rob, did, no, 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 J-Rob, no, he's laughing because it's true. J-Rob, uh-huh. ain't it true? These walls have heard a lot. When the cameras is off, these walls have heard a, a lot. lot. Okay. Huh? Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. I'm just letting right. you know. You don't got to be shy. You press play in here. <laughs> Say less. Yeah. When we off the play, we can talk for real. But my next project is going to be the project that takes me over the hump. And this is why I'm giving my oath. I'm really excited for you. Thank you. I appreciate it. We planned a long time for this. And this is why I'm giving my oath to my DMV, to the DMV that, you know, that really made me me. And I'm doing my, my walks. I'm doing my rounds, making sure yeah. everybody gets to know who I am. Everybody has access to me during this time. Because I after that album drops, you know, I'm going to be here. But... I'm be busy. What are your goals though? Like, what are your goals in success? And like, you know, when it comes to um, just just re- your reach, or if when it comes to like, you know, you working with other people, and you know, what are your goals when it comes to your music? You know, down the line. As far as my music, I want to be able to tour twice a year. Mm. Um, whenever I drop a project, but it doesn't have to be a commercialized project in a sense like I, I blueprinted that after currency I watch currency a lot where he'll drop a project and he'll just be able to tour a couple times a year and come back home off that and I want to be able to do that as far as my music and then in my off seasons when I'm not touring is when I want to focus on film mm-hmm. and and A&R and scouting yeah so you would want to put a movie out one of these days oh it's it's already in the works so creative house we film so people gotta understand we film that show and we stopped filming last year in April. Even though we were editing all of that, mm-hmm. that wasn't the only things we were working on. Mm-hmm. We've been working on a lot. So that was just my first thing I wanted to do because 
when I branch off the things, it has to make sense. So I merged it with music. But, you know, and after this, it's going to start to merge into um, my actual ideas of where I want to go with film. And if you were into black film in those 90 shows, I would definitely tell you to keep paying attention. We're adding a lot of people to the team. I have no problem outsourcing to who I love outsourcing because mm-hmm. they really... My perspective, even though it's a good one, is just one perspective. So when I bring a lot of people like like minded to me in terms of like their passion and their talent, we can do a lot. And that's what cre- people saw the product of Creative House. And when you see the product of these films and everybody be bringing together, you'll understand why it's important to have a team and why I picked the team I did. So what what genres do you um you want to focus on? As far as oh, um, just like I want to do it's it's really black film. So in terms of comedy, mm-hmm. in terms of drama, and listen, black we we, we black we, we can we range from all types. That's exactly. why I I love what Jordan Peele is doing because he's making a twist on like black horror. Exactly. Like I'm like, ooh, this it's is, dope. and yeah. like even even the music that even the music music that he chooses like it's songs that we know that we right. grow with, but it's like the way he like distorts them exactly. Like whoa, and then the say my name, say my how you make my name sound creepy? How see. And that's and that's the mind that him and his team have been able to like curate together. So it's not even a matter of like where I want to go as far. I just know that's what I want to do, and we'll have a team of writers. So mm-hmm. if they pitch to me something that makes sense, let's mm-hmm. go with it. People didn't, no one could predict Shrek. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. if someone came to me with the idea of Shrek, I would have turned that movie down. But it's an amazing movie. So it's really like Happy Feet is another one, like, mm-hmm. amazing movie where it's just like you wouldn't think that movie would do what it did. So so if it makes sense. I'm all for it, and that's what we'll we'll back at as Creative House. Okay, mm-hmm. that's what's give Mark <laughs> give Mark Bravo a round of applause. Thank you. Anything else you want to um, discuss before we close out? Season two, if you're interested in season two of Creative House, where can they stream it? You can oh first yes you can stream season one of Creative House on YouTube. Creative House TV is our channel. You search Creative House TV, Creative House DMV, or just Creative House, you'll be able to find it on YouTube or the website. You have a yes. website too. Yes, the website is amgmusic.org/slash/creativehouse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You'll oh, be able right. to see everything on there. The link is in our bio. The link Creative in bio. House DMV, you know, on IG. So we have that. If you're interested in season two, that's also in that link in the bio on there. So um, yeah, and then stay. I would I would just tell people to pay very very much close attention. If you were wondering what I'm going to do after Creative House, we're getting started very soon. Where can they follow you? They can follow me at Mark Bravo. Mark is M A R C bravo you can put that in google and you'll find all my social media on any social media platform listen you mark can google bravo. her the podcast too because we put we come up look, look, we on we official <laughs> we you come know what I'm saying? just put it on google <laughs> mark bravo m-a-r-c yeah. all right well thank you guys thank you marco for joining me sorry marco marco's a nickname i'll take it because well, I, I thought of marco and bravo and i put marco it's People stupid all the time. I love, it's a nickname at this point it I is love it. yes okay yes. thank you mark bravo for joining me yes um uh-huh. i can't let's schedule like a creative house talk as well we can do that down the line whenever you know whenever it makes sense for sure um but you guys thank you guys for listening and watching i'm danny your host you can follow me at her the podcast h-e-r-d the podcast we are on all podcast streaming platforms our heart radio spotify soundcloud apple podcast all those places we're on youtube h-e-r apostrophe d the podcast make sure you guys like comment subscribe tell a friend all those good things and thank you for listening we out bye Peace. peace